Hi, I'm Dee Dee Bass-Wilbon. And I'm Dina Bass-Williams. And we are the Bass Sisters. Dina, yesterday was amazing. It was a very historic event. Yes, it was historic, or as some people are saying, historic. Oh, okay, I get it. I, I, at first, I've seen historic, and I was like, what are they talking about? Now I get it. It's like an aha moment. <laughs> Well, I am just joking. I do not believe it was her historic. I believe it was historic. I am not one of those and you know it. So I'm just joking around when I say her historic. Please, please people do not use her historic. It was very historic. It really was um, for so many reasons. Um, our new vice president, Kamala Harris, the first female vice president, and she is also the member of um, a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, uh, which is the first African American sorority founded at Howard University. Uh, and several of my sorority sisters of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. I know you've seen the thing going around saying, "This is where this is how it started." This is how it's going. You've seen that, right? Yeah, people using that. Actually, I think we've used that in, in some of our posts. Yes. And so a lot of uh, my sorority sisters have said, Shirley Chisholm, who ran for um, president um, in the 1972 election, I believe it was, she, that's where it began. And you know she's paving the way. Now Kamala Harris was able to, now this is where we are becoming the first female vice president. So congratulations. But then also being an HBCU graduate from Howard University. Absolutely amazing. And I love that because my son, your nephew, is a fourth generation HBCU student. Yes, uh, and for those, for the uninitiated, an HBCU is a historically black college and university. And Dorian is fourth generation HBCU. Yes, he is. Big mama, mama, me, and Dorian. And he's also fourth generation Republican. Our grandfather who fought, who's a World War I vet, and then mama, our mama and myself and Dorian. So again, it was a very historic day yesterday. And so congratulations to the new Biden-Harris administration. Absolutely. And of course, uh, all administrations should have a little bit of a honeymoon period. This administration is no different because they definitely got some, some glowing, loving coverage yesterday. It was a complete and utter love fest from the media, but we should not be surprised. I mean, the media was gushing. It was almost as if, like, I think one, one news outlet said something like, it's as if Biden's arms are hugging America across the Capitol monument. I don't know, some kind of glowing, praise like that. And of course, Jen Psaki had her first press briefing last night, um, was not nearly as contentious as the press briefings are, have been as of late with Republican press secretaries. So we will see how long she has that, um, that honeymoon period, you know, with those wonderful softball questions. Uh, uh, but again, it was, as Dee Dee said, a historic day. It was a historic um, moment. And that was a, you know, honeymoon coverage. We'll see how long it lasts. 
And so, Dina, I think the theme for yesterday was unity because you heard that in President uh, Biden's speech. And then you also heard it in the young lady, the poet, Amanda Gorman, in her poem talking about unity. My question to everyone is that there's been a lot of talk, there was a lot of talk about unity all over the media coverage. I just want to know, you know, is there going to be action behind all of that talk? And I guess only time will tell if, you know, this administration is really going to, you know, back up that all the unity talk in their actions, because you and I both agree that America is the greatest country ever, the greatest nation ever conceived. I believe that we can do this. Now, there are going to be some people that are going to be angry and upset um, and not really wanting to work towards that unity. And I think that's going to come from both sides, to be honest. Um, I think that, you know, um, as, a conserv as conservatives, you know, there were things that were done and said during this previous administration um, about conservatives that it's like, okay, you know, in terms of the unfairness of how the media treated President Trump and, you know, and like you said, there was such a, there's a honeymoon period with every administration, but again, time will tell how all this is going to pan out. I will say there's a honeymoon period with every administration. President Trump did not have a honeymoon period though. I think, no. I think George Herbert Walker Bush, George Bush, they had, you know, a mild honeymoon period, but I definitely don't think you can say President Trump had any, like 19 minutes after he was inaugurated, there were calls to impeach him. So he did not really have a honeymoon period. No, he did not. And so we, you know, you and I both, and I'm, and I'm speaking for both of us, but you and I, we both agree that whoever is residing in the White House, that person is our president. And, you know, we will, we look at President Biden as our president. Granted, there are some things that we won't be able to agree on with him, but he is still our president. And so we will do what others did not do for Trump. You know how mama always says, treat people how you want them to treat you. Mm -hmm. And so, so many people um, consistently say, or were saying that 45 is not my president. 45 will never be my president. Well, 45 was your president for four years because he was the president of the United States. And if you consider yourself a United States citizen, then he was your president. And so we will, Biden is our president. Kamala Harris is our vice president, period. Full stop, period. Like, like you say, you know what I mean? Right, and you know, well, absolutely. And like you say, we will not be the types of Americans that you know wore signs of resistance. Resist what? I mean, he's our he's the president. Forty six is Biden. So yeah, we will not do that. Uh, we will, like you said, we are conservatives, and there are policies that we believe are important to pursue. And so we will pursue those policies and in areas where we can find unity, we'll find unity, but we want to disagree with civility. And we want to really aggressively model what it looks like to support America, even when our party is not in power. You know, absolutely. And so we look at some of the things like at Bass Public Affairs, Policy and Pound Cake, the policies that we really advocate for, like our hallmark of policies are things that advance 
opportunities for underserved communities. And we really do believe whether you liked him or not, President Trump did some amazing things to advance opportunities in the underserved communities. Didi just talked about HBCUs. We have a family of HB, you know, our family is, a, you know, strong supporters of historically black colleges and universities. We look to um, opportunity zones. We talk about that all the time. Senator Tim Scott and Cory Booker united under opportunity zones, uh, advancing capital investment in underserved communities. We look at the unemployment rate, the uh, GDP, like this, this increase in these economic areas that are hugely important. Under President Trump, um, we achieved record um, growth. I think the third quarter of 2020 was the largest ever. And so those are things, sometimes you, you know, we say you can't, um, you know, numbers don't lie. Obviously you can twist the numbers, but these are actual facts. These are numbers that are, that we can't dispute. And these are positive things from this administ from the previous administration, economic advancement. And we are not going to pretend that those things were not important and, and that those are not things that we will continue to champion and advocate for and fight for in the Biden administration. We want those things to, we, we wanna continue the support of HBCUs. We wanna continue to advance opportunity zones. We, you know, um, areas of home ownership. We believe that that is where legacy wealth is created. So for us, uh, those are the things that we're looking for in the Biden administration. Just not, I mean, there are many things that we're looking for in the Biden administration, but as those under just yeah those are just a few of the things right but also the thing too dina is that my hope is that and i'm anxious to see the media how they covered those uh those um those wonderful things that the president that the previous administration that they accomplished and how much they talked about those accomplishments now my hope is that this current administration that they continue to build on those accomplishments, but I'm anxious to see how they how they how they report it. Do they cheer it on? You know what I mean? Do they constantly talk about them and say how great these things are, or do they not mention them or just put it as a a small little mention at scrolling at the bottom of your TV screen? You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I do because it was because because. Things like the lowest African-American unemployment rate, the lowest women unemployment rate, those things were kind of like a snooze in the media. And we have actually been on interviews where people are like, well, that's not that big of a deal. I'm like, okay, well, it's the lowest African-American unemployment rate in American history. I think that's a kind of a big deal. We hope that Joe Biden and um, Senator, and I'm sorry, Vice President Harris will be able to beat President Trump and Vice President Pence's record on African-American unemployment. And when they do, that should be celebrated. And I'm sure the media will celebrate it. Basically, we're gonna be media watchers as we always have been, you know, um, to just to see how, how the media covers things. Of course, there were a number of things that happened yesterday. President Biden signed a number of executive orders reversing some of the Trump administration's policies. And again, that's the danger of leading by executive order. That means that things can be reversed by executive order, which is why it's great to build consensus and pass legislation, but that's another policy in Poundgate. 
So some of the things that were um, uh, signed into executive order, a 100-day mask challenge. I don't really know what that means, Didi. What exactly is the mask challenge? I think it's actually, he stated that for 100 days, uh, he called it a 100-day mask mandate where he wants all Americans to wear a mask for the next 100 days, the first 100 days of his administration. Okay, and so now our family, we are mask wearers anyway. Mm-hmm. We have family members who are high risk, as most Americans do. So we have been very, very pro-mask from the beginning. And we also are very social distancing from the beginning. So the mask, like I, I, I will admit that I do feel a little uncomfortable about mask mandates, but I think some of it is in federal buildings. So I guess if you're in a federal building, you have to wear a mask. I'm okay with that. Um, I heard some, like, I think it's also interstate travel. You have to, you're required to wear a mask. But my question is, if you're traveling interstate and you don't wear a mask, do you get a fine? Do you get arrested? Those kind of big brother, big government things do make me a little uncomfortable. But because I am so pro-mask, I'm just going to hope that it's not one of those things where you actually get arrested if you don't wear a mask. Um, the other thing which falls under the umbrella of kind of the uh, economic empowerment issue for us, uh, the executive order uh, to protect students or pe- you know people who are brought to America illegally, they were brought here as kids, DACA obviously, deferred action, that issue, that's a huge issue. He stopped building the, you know, building the border wall, also a huge issue where we have great sympathy for people who are in this country illegally because we know they came here for a better life because after all, America is the greatest country ever conceived. People are always trying to get here. Nobody's trying to leave. But we also are concerned about issues that would encourage more people to come here illegally. We know that we have to, we, we're excited about having robust conversations about immigration reform. That's a big, a big ticket, but we, and we have to have those conversations. That's where we hope that we're brought to the table um, actually building unity because that's just, that's an important one. And um, I don't know that it's continuing to address that issue by executive order is not going to work. So we're going to have to have robust conversations with members of Congress. And so by the, the bottom line is that all of these things, you can, you can, all of these executive orders that have been passed, that have been signed, you can read at whitehouse.gov and we encourage you to read them. We have legislators who are elected to legislate on our behalf. We have media outlets who are, who are um, you know, the fourth estate, their job is to give us the, the skinny, the soundbite, the, the summary of it, but we are active American citizens and it is easy enough now to just go to whitehouse.gov and find out what is in it for yourself. Don't believe what other people are telling you. Read it for yourself. It's kind of like being in church, CD. Your pastor is talking about stuff, but guess what you need to do? You got to go read your Bible. You got to study your Bible. You got to study your Bible. So legislators can say one thing, the media can say another thing, but 
they can't trick you if you're reading it yourself. Okay, that's it for this edition of Policy and Pound Cake. But one last thing, I know Dean and I sound like a broken record when we say the opinion makers need to stop masquerading as journalists. But until they do, I have we have to be critical listeners and, and we have to start reading. Like she said earlier, reading, reading, reading. And so congress.gov is a site where you can actually get the language of bills that have been passed and bills being passed. So we encourage all of our listeners to please check out congress.gov and read and, and be informed. Like Dina said, don't be a passive American. Understand and know exactly what's going on in our government. And to do that, you have to read the information. So we hope that you do and, and let us know what you think. Like we always say, please like, share, and give us your opinions here at Policy and Poundcake. We really appreciate you guys, and we hope that you continue to listen and come back. See you next time. Talk to you next time. <laughs>